WNN HH FM's 103.5 Just in Time Conversations. I'm your host, Justin Farmer, inviting you to be in community with us about conversations and ideas that matter with people making a difference. Today, we have Carlos Soledad and Alex from Connecticut Strivers United CDU. Thank y'all for coming on to the show. It's so good to have most of y'all back again. Um, how are y'all doing? How have you been? I mean, we out here fighting. That's what we're doing. <laughs> but as I asked, I already said, happy birthday, Sarah, back in Memphis, and all my nieces and nephews. Love y'all. Because, <laughs> you know, you always got to show up for the young ones, show them how to fight for the future. Hey. Got to show up. Hi, my name is Carlos. I organize from Connecticut Driver United. I Uber driver. I'm here because it's too much problem <laughs> in the streets. Maybe Alex explain something what happened this year. Uh, right now we're trying to get legislation passed to, I mean, our flyer says it ba- best. Basically says it best. Just because we're independent workers does not mean we're independent of our labor rights, mm-hmm. which is often what happens under this model of independent contract. Which we're not trying to necessarily change, but it's more of that. Just because we're independent contractors, just because we're independent workers, doesn't mean that there shouldn't be standards. There shouldn't be a rule of law because otherwise, then you have companies out here doing what they're doing right now. I have a million screenshots that would shock people. Um, within this year alone, Uber has dropped the price. The, no, actually three times this year, Uber has dropped the um, pay for drivers. Our <laughs> lowest pay now is $3.81. And I've seen that up to 20 to 25 minutes, which is insane. Um, for people with Instacart, the prices dropped down. I with the driver yesterday she had it was i think 55 items which would have taken anybody drive time delivery and everything would have taken two and a half hours they were only going to pay 10 bucks oh my god yeah and people often say well you guys get paid in tips tips are not pay tips yeah tips are not guaranteed where the minimum that we receive should not be on the hope that we get tips because this idea of tips is that oh if you do a good job then people are always going to tip you not everybody can afford to tip most Mm. people half the time especially with inflation can barely afford to pay what they're paying right now so we shouldn't be guaranteeing that someone's going to give a tip to be able to make this affordable and even if a tip like four dollars that's 14 bucks for two and a half hours of work when the minimum wage in connecticut now is 15 dollars which is absolutely nuts. So y'all want to see like a minimum wage standard for? We want to see. So how our legislation is set up is that drivers would get paid a per minimum per mile, hey. a per minimum per minute, um, receive all tolls 
going and returning. Right now, there is not a guarantee that they will receive always a toll. For example, if we don't go the way that they tell us, we might not get that toll. If they, there's traffic something or we have to go a different way, we don't get that. But we also mainly do not get that toll on the way back. Mm. So if you're going over George Washington Bridge, you might get 20 back, but then that's another 20 on Just the... taken out of your Yep, pocket. exactly. Um, also as well, if 85% more of what the customer pays is more than that basis of per minimum of mile a minute, we get that 85%. What customers are paying, and also in terms of delivery for fees, if 85% of those fees is more than the per minimum of mile and minute combo that the driver receives, then the driver gets 85% of those fees. Because Uber Eats, DoorDash, they're charging you guys like $15 in fees, and nobody knows what they're for. Wow. And they don't go to the drivers. If we got 15 um, Carlos sent me two dollars for two miles yeah for two. Two, yeah two for two nice <laughs> yeah maybe at mcdonald's right no yeah. it's not even enough for with mcdonald's because like we love new haven that that is our home city and base here but we all know the potholes and the and the toll that they take on our cars <laughs> that is not only uber it's leave yeah it's abuse it's not just one company they don't even pay us anymore for mileage they don't pay us anymore for time and it's completely now an on-demand based model so the higher the demand the higher the pay the lower demand the lower the pay which just means we get lower pay especially if, the, if for new haven and areas that have students with uh universities when the students leave oh the drivers get like depression it's mm. so so bad because the price is so low that people are working especially those who have families abroad that they have to take care of they're working 20 hours straight just to be able to survive when the students leave and they're still working even that many long hours when the students are here because they're trying to make sure that they make enough for when they leave and that can support themselves that that is yeah no that that that's that's deplorable um, so I, I remember last time when we had you here, Carlos, y'all talked about bringing legislation to, to the state and, and that's where y'all now, um, where are you in the process? Have y'all had a public hearing? Are you? So we are currently waiting for a date for a public hearing. We've been mm. approved to have one right now. The state's lawyers are going through our legislation and we can't wait for that date. We're, we're patiently waiting. So the hearing is most likely going to be on March 9th at the hey. Capitol building. So just so you know, if anyone wants to come out and support us. So March 9th, and, and, and we'll definitely keep up to date. Um, how, you know, it, 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 it's a new year. How, how have y'all been able to, to you know, I'm guessing the union has grown since the last time I talked to y'all. So how how are y'all dealing with that growth? And how are you supporting so many, uh, the diverse, I remember going to your rally and the diversity of drivers, <laughs> the different languages that were spoken. And so I, I guess, how do you keep everyone together when there's so many potential barriers? But 
Well, first off, we don't see him as barriers. Hey. <laughs> just an acceptance of no hate on you, but it's just like a whole different like life. Mm. Um, most drivers, I would say probably about seventy-five percent of them are new arrivals to the states. Hey. So, like everything we do, we translate. Like even mm. our flyers we have here, our minimum minimum is at least Spanish, Arabic, and English. Hey. We are working on getting things translated now into Farsi, Pashto, Turkish, and Urdu. We're working on that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and working on getting things translated for uh, the Brazilian population, for Brazilian mm-hmm. Portuguese. Shout out to West Haven, because hey. we know you out there. Oi, 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 But that is our first thing. We always translate, but... Connecticut Drivers United's model is that we are made by drivers for drivers. Mm. So we're all friends. That's, that is how we stay connected. We keep friendships. We keep relationships. I mean, that's what Carlos has taught me best. He's like, you can't just do it where, oh, just tell them to show up. No, you got to keep that friendship. You got to be talking to them. You got to check in with their lives. You got to see how everybody's doing. And we do genuinely care about drivers. Not only do we fight for legislation, we had um, the driver that was attacked in Meriden. Um, oh, God. Yeah, a couple months ago, that's one of our drivers, and we sent a letter out to Lyft, and we're fighting for her. Uh, we have drivers that, like, constantly have, like, where they have to take care of family members, and uh, we go and help them sometimes, just on our private time as, like, separate leaders. So we're not just, like, this activist we're also friends, we're a family. Because we're all fighting for the same thing, but we're all fighting with the same issues. We might not be all the same cultures and we might not all speak the same language, mm. but we're all together in this. And that's the best way. Now, a lot of the issue that we will tend to lose people is that people will stop driving. Mm. And I truly believe that these companies lower the price so much for drivers that get slightly disgruntled so that they'll leave so that they can get new naive drivers in who don't know any better who don't know that like two dollars is not enough money to cover that and will be completely happy and won't give them any complaints and those are the new drivers that we constantly have to find it's constantly this cycle of old drivers leaving because they get fed up and new drivers coming in and not and just abusing their cars and not knowing how to make smart decisions in doing this job and trying to find new people because we don't have uniforms. <laughs> mm. So we are constantly talking to people in the streets. Um, me and Carlos will be in the train station for two, four hours yeah. <laughs> at a time. Uh, we'll be up in Bradley at the Uber parking lot. Uh, we've tried doing Bridgeport's train station. It was not the safest. <laughs> mm. that, that was that was a fun day. Not Bridgeport's great. It's just theirs is on a main highway. <laughs> So you're trying to go and pass out flyers to a driver while a giant 16 wheelers going by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we're, we basically hit every part of the city whenever we can. Just constantly talking to drivers, taking numbers, meeting new people. Um, one of our drivers that's not here, um, Hamza, he speaks Arabic. So he speaks yeah. a lot with the Moroccan um, population that's here and a lot of the North African populations that's here. I mean... Shout out to Tunisia. <laughs> yep. I mean, Carlos, if he could recruit the entire country of Cuba, he would. 
Es la, es la verdad. No, no dime, es, es una mentira. Today I went to Stanford. Mm. Uh, go to different driver. It's more problem in Stanford from New Haven right now. Mm. It's thousand people from New York City, DLC, working in Connecticut. Wow. Uh, all the the people working in Connecticut, they sleep in the car, waiting. And all the drivers from New York, back and forth, constantly New York, Connecticut, Connecticut, New York. It, it's, it's too many problems. Same to uh, Bradley Iper, thousand drivers from Massachusetts. Wow. And Connecticut is garbage right now. <laughs> this is real. Yeah, one of the things in our legislation that we'll be addressing is reciprocity. Connecticut, as wonderful as the state it is, it is tiny. It is mm. smaller than the size of New York City. And right now, drivers from New York, from Rhode Island, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and um, did I miss anybody. Basically, everybody from the five-state boroughs, <laughs> five-state five area, I call it, because everyone's like, try to say, I'm like, no, 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 that's five states. The five state. Yeah, everybody working in Connecticut. Yeah. How, happy state. Hey. <laughs> but everybody, yeah. all the drivers from out of state can come in here, take our rides, take our orders, take our deliveries, take our services, but we can't do, do them there. So everybody connected for your cut in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. oh, all the tax going to different states. That yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. So a big part of it of Uber and Lyft cannot... So if a Connecticut driver that works for Uber or Lyft takes a passenger from Connecticut to Massachusetts, until they reach a Connecticut border, they cannot get another one. Same for New York, and we've heard different things from Rhode Island, and we've heard different things from New Jersey and Pennsylvania, but the basis of it is we're not getting paid for that toll on the way back. We're mm. taking people there, and we can't get a ride back. So if you drive someone, like, all the way to especially in traffic, all the way to, like, JFK Airport, you're driving for an hour unpaid on the way wow. back. Yeah. Um, now, for delivery, it depends app to app. We've heard different things from different drivers. Um, Uber Eats drivers can work in New York City and can work in, like, Massachusetts. DoorDash, we've heard different things. Instacart, we've heard, is a no across state. And that one is very much, like, app to app. But it shouldn't be that. It should be fair game across the board. So within our legislation, it states that if a driver or a delivery takes someone out of state or takes a delivery out of state and they can't get one on the way back, they get paid for that time, they get paid for that mileage, they get paid for that toll. And within our legislation, it states that if gas is $4 or over, it tax on another 20 cents per mile. And every 50 cents after that is an additional 20 cents. And the best part about it is if, say, gas here is 385 but it's 415 in New York or wherever state they go, that's where it goes to. It goes to the higher of the two. Which, hey. Yeah, exactly, as it should be, because sometimes you got to fill up in New York because you don't have enough to make it back to Connecticut. And then on top of that is that if as long as these states and, these, and the apps don't let us to pick up out of state, Drivers from out of state can't come in here and take our rides and take wow. our deliveries. And it's and it's not that we don't care about New York drivers and Massachusetts drivers. It's we're such a small state. The competition is so much lower. I mean, the entire population of Connecticut is probably pretty is pretty small, like almost about the same size as New York City alone. Yeah, the, Connecticut's 3 million. New York uh, is 8 million. So 
you're talking about almost three times as much people, just the city alone. Exactly. Great. And Alex, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit more about the reciprocity provision, but I believe that our bill language was talking about um, having reciprocity with other states. So mm. say if New York City or New York State isn't letting Connecticut drivers pick up in New York, then Connecticut will apply the same rule inside of Connecticut, right? Um, but say if New York does allow it, then Connecticut will proceed um, and apply the same rule here. Exactly. It's about open fair market across the board. Y'all are listening to Just In Time Conversations on WNHH FM with your host, Justin Farmer, with our esteemed guests from Connecticut Drivers United. Um, Soledad, so you're with the uh, Yale Law School. So what clinic are you part of and how did y'all come to be part of this process? Uh, Yeah, so um, I'm a first year law student with the Worker and Immigrants Rights Clinic. Um, And uh, this is actually my first semester with the clinic. Wow. Um, So I'm not as senior as Alex and Carlos. As you can see, they're fantastic organizers. Um, She she comes in, she's doing her job, she's doing great. We we, we got somebody else to translate besides me and Yesenia. Any any more people we will take. Um, yeah, so uh, I believe the the clinic retained CDU back in 2021. Is that is that correct, Carlos? Yes. Yeah. So the clinic has just been engaging in um, legislative advocacy and general advocacy as counsel to CDU, um, and it's been great. Uh, it's it's you know very different from my first semester of law school. I feel like I'm actually out there doing work instead of just sitting in a classroom. Yeah. <laughs> we we make sure she sees the sun and not yeah. just her apartment. <laughs> but it's it's honestly just been fantastic even just these past two months. I mean, Carlos, Alex, Jasenia, and Hamza are, are incredible organizers. They are doing so much work and they already have to do so much work when they're driving and they put in so much of their own time and effort into this organization. And it's just been an absolute privilege for the clinic to get to work with cdu mm. no thank you thank you um I, I i had a curiosity what i i know you're early in it but what made you decide this clinic yeah i think it's it's kind of a legendary clinic um okay. i think uh uh you know mike wishney is uh he he founded it and um i just had heard so many great things even before coming to law school and mm. I myself am an immigrant. Um, my family came here from Guatemala when I was five. So um, I'm interested in working on issues of, um, you know, addressing economic injustice and particularly in immigrant circles. So I joined the clinic and I joined the CDU matter and it, it feels like I'm doing what I came to law school to do. Hey. Alex, how did you come to this work? <laughs> Carlos. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Carlos. Um, so I was, so I lived in Memphis. Um, so I grew up in North Haven, but then I went to the University of Memphis, go Tigers. Um, lived in Memphis for 10 years, Bluff City, 901, all day. Love y'all. Um, so proud of Glorellas. She's doing it all. Um, and I was, uh, after I got out of college, I was a manager and a driver. And I have been working in food service and delivery in a car in some way 
since like 2017. So I was doing dominoes for a while. Uh, during the pandemic, I had to come back, move in with my parents. And I shortly after got COVID. And when I got COVID, I got post-COVID viral syndrome, which is that long-term COVID. And it was so bad. Um, I think I wasn't really able to walk or breathe oh, well for, I want to say about three, four months. So the only kind of job that I could do was making my own hours mm. and was be able to like not walk around. So I started kind of doing Instacart and doing Uber and stuff like that. Did that for a year and then I kind of switched over more to Uber Eats and I saw Carlos and as a female driver, we're always kind of hesitant when a random guy comes up to our car uh, <laughs> at first because I didn't even know um, who Carlos was and I already told him I thought he was, I didn't even know he was Cuban because I tried to like, as minute he, I realized he spoke Spanish, we were like, oh, Bessie's, okay, cool. <laughs> um, and he was like, well, come to our rally. And I was like, oh, okay. And a couple days later, um, I had an employee in a restaurant. Um, he offered to give me 20 bucks if I, if I gave him a ride home. And I was like, okay, cool. And he ended up trying to basically solicit me and mm. wouldn't get out of the car. Um, it was really kind of scary because he just wouldn't accept no like he didn't try to lay hands but he just like was really insistent and it really just kind of pissed me off and I had enough and I think I went straight up to Carlos and I was like all right what do you want me to do I'm done I'm fed up <laughs> and Allison I kind of was like okay Carlos was like well do you want to come help out, hang out flyers do you want to do this and then just kind of ended up becoming a leader with Carlos and we are the both like we love each other and then sometimes we fight each other <laughs> and then we love each other again but i mean we're united in this we always are trying to fight for everyone we want this to be a job where people feel safe can make a living can take care of their families mm. and basically have the same rights as anyone that would work in like a mcdonald's that would work in a traditional workspace and that's kind of the issue that's come around this is that this is so new mm. that politicians never really saw this maybe coming and was ready to prepare to like protect laborers and now that it's here and the abuse has been going on so long that now we really gotta like the best way and i think your friend abdul osmanu said it really mm -hmm. well i loved what he said at our rally he said that this time because a lot of there's this fight now between people don't want to work they're lazy and it's being like no we're sticking up for labor rights we're saying enough's enough this is a new labor movement we had the Industrial Revolution of the 1900s. Mm -hmm. Shortly after, we had unionization and labor movements after that. We had now our technological revolution. And what has to come after it is, again, fighting for new labor rights and new mm -hmm. markets and new positions that we're in. Because at the end of the day, you can't have a business if you don't have people who can work for it. And you can't have a prosperous nation and a prosperous country, a prosperous city, if people aren't able to self take care of themselves. Yeah, I shout out to Councilman Asmanu. Um I we, you know, there's been a wave of labor and so I, I guess my question to Carlos, right? Um uh, how do you feel about seeing all the new labor unions come up and all these like Starbucks organizing, Amazon organizing 
how are you feeling about that does it give you hope uh does it inspire you what what are your feelings with what we're seeing this good You see, it's very different when you talk about Amazon, Starbucks, mm-hmm. and driver from Uber and Lyft. It's mm-hmm. completely different. Uh, driver in United States is it's impossible to uh, get, get union mm-hmm. because the driver is supposedly independent country. Mm-hmm. No benefit, no minimum wage. No unemployment. It's nothing. This is the big game. But in this industry, it's different from the Starbucks. You go into Starbucks here, and you find all the people working inside. In Uber, is fifty thousand drivers in all Connecticut. Who drive from Uber? I don't know. <laughs> two thousand Honda Accord, two thousand mm. Nissan, two thousand. Not it's everybody's very got a union. Not everybody's got a sticker on their car. This is in the future because mm. this this is very complicated now in all the United States because too many groups talk about union, collective bargaining, blah blah. Mm. This is working. I like it, but this is in the future. It's not now. Mm. Now driver need something base, good pay, hey. something real, no only blah blah blah. Mm. Uh, it's too many problems in different states. Too many problems in Massachusetts, in, this, in the legislature. Too many. Oof, this is ridiculous. What happened in New York right now? <laughs> it's too many group five from. I don't know. It's too much problem. But Connecticut is the only group support for driver. Driver support mm-hmm. Connecticut Driver United. Anybody pay for organizer here? Anybody pay for copies? Anybody pay for teacher? Anybody pay for nurse? It's only driver. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult in three years, but it's real. It's huge group now because everybody working over. I know I don't have office. Anybody pay for me from going to the office? I Maybe. say I organize it from uh, CDU. No. No, our cars are. Our I office. organize in CDU in the street. Hey. <laughs> yep. In the cool weather, in the hot weather, in the snow. In this time, the driver need different. Is good pay. Minimum standard. Mm. In, because Uber in six years and leave, DoorDash, Grubhub, Instagram, change the price six times. While well, also making it higher for customers. Yeah, one example. When seven years ago, and the people take Uber, the driver drives to New Haven to Bradley, the driver received $97. Mm. Now the driver received thirty-eight dollars. Wow! Uber changed the price six times. Live through. 
this hindrance is very complicated because in every day you find thousand new driving the streets. Driver start today, driver quick in three months. Driver start today, driver quick maybe in two weeks. It's difficult. It's no security job. It's good from customer. Yeah, of course. Customer pay three dollars, it's happy. You find one Honda Code 2022, new car from three dollars. This is only good from customer and company, not from driver. So uh, as we come to, to the near of our time, what's the bill number and, and where can we find y'all? Where can we connect with y'all? And, and again, if you can share that date that we think the hearing might happen. Right. So uh, the bill is still a bill concept. It was raised within the uh, Labor Committee uh, at the state capitol. Um, so once we have the actual language, it has to be drafted by the lawyers at, uh, by the Connecticut Congress and the Committee of Labor. Once we have that, we will make that public. Mm. As of right now, we just have um, the bill concept that was raised. Uh, the public he hearing right now is most likely going to be March 9th. Um, and if you guys want to get into contact with us, we do have a website. Uh, it is ConnecticutDriversUnited.com, I believe. I might need to double check that. Um, um, but you can social. also find us on Facebook, uh, Snapchat, Instagram at Connecticut Drivers United Foundation, CTDU Foundation. Oh. Um, hopefully we can give you, Justin, our QR code that takes you to our link tree, has our petition, yep. has our Facebook, has our Instagram, has all of our social. And if we're going to head out, there is one thing I want to show the camera to see as we go out yeah. is this. Well, a little bit down. There you go. 571. Wow. <laughs> Ooh, look at this. $5.71. Wow, come on. Yeah. $5.71 for an hour work driving three deliveries all through downtown New Haven. So if no one thinks that there needs to be change, yeah. there needs to be change because these screenshots are what speaks a thousand words. Yes. So thank y'all for connecting with us on Just In Time Conversations. I'm your host, Justin Farmer. Uh, Thank you to CDU for coming out and being with us. Until next time, let us continue to plant the seeds of change so we can grow together.